Welcome to the podcast in the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. Welcome back to In the CRE Vault with Mike and Mark. How are you doing today, bud? It's a beautiful day. The weather switched. It's cold. I got my sweater on. It's what we do. I got this thing on and I'll tell you what. This is wool, and I'm going to be hot in about a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you know, it's a, it's so funny on, on the commercial side. You don't realize the efficiency of an older building, and uh, you know, there's hot zones, cold zones, and I've we've had so many complaints of tenants over the years having to deal with you know one one office being 65 degrees and another one being 75 degrees, and it's it's hard to get that to work, but it's uh, tough. And you don't want a space heater in an office building. Well, you don't want everybody having a space heater because then the whole building fries. It's up. going down. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a bad deal. It is. It is. What do we got in the store for today, Mike? Well, we we just thought we'd kind of bring a little bit of discussion on pros and cons of triple net lease versus gross lease, maybe from the side of a tenant and from an owner. So. Why don't you why don't you start off telling me the different kinds of of uh, the 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 triple net to the gross to modified? What is modified gross? Yeah. Does anybody know what modified? There's gross? all kinds. Of, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. So let's start with a true triple net lease. So in that, and if anyone listening here has their own, either as an owner or if you're an operator, true triple net means you've got a base rent, and let's just. Pick a number out of the air. Let's say this $10 a square foot. And then you're going to have a triple net charge, which more times than not is going to be your pro rata share if you're in line strip. Uh, so let's say you take 20% of a, a strip mall, for example. It's your pro rata share of taxes, insurance, common area maintenance. Which um, is? That is basically everything, all the cost. To take care of the ground, such as snow, lawn, parking lot striping, you know, typically maybe pothole repairs could be passed through, sprinkler systems, landscaping, you know, essentially CAM or common area maintenance is everything outside of the building envelope, the grounds per se. In the, in, the, in the past few years, it's been difficult for the common area maintenance, mainly because of snow removal. Mm-hmm. And, and as you think about it, common area maintenance, the, the, the fees don't come into play until the following year when you have when you start billing for what was a budget previously and you're, and you're trying to get caught up and, and bill for the future. And nobody knows what's going to happen with snow removal. I think last, last year was a really light snow year. But before that, I mean, it was just blizzard. So, you know, and that gets passed on to the tenant. It does. And sometimes, and we can even go even deeper here too, is, you know, I will agree with you, Mark, that the the huge variable for any triple net cam charge, what have you, being in the Midwest is snow. Now, if, if we get a snow that, let's just say it is crazy and it's like, it really blows the budget. On occasion, there could be a, a situation where there's a special assessment above and beyond. You know, let's say it's forty thousand dollars in total over the annual budget amount for that, and that would be uh, a chargeback. So, so that's the triple net. There could be there could be double net, and it really what that means is one of the nets 
this is a loosely used term, but let's say the tenant pays their own insurance directly or something something directly that's not being billed back to them. And that's building insurance. Building insurance. That is not property insurance, not personal property insurance. That's the actual building insurance, the roof, the walls. Yep. And, and liability. That's everything. Yeah. And it could be, or it could be taxes. You know, if it's a, if it's a pad site in a center, I'll pick on a, a, a property we do. Um, there's a, a restaurant tour with a pad site and they pay taxes and insurance directly, but then they get billed on their pro rata share of common area maintenance. So every lease is a little bit different. You know, gross lease, gross lease would mean everything's into one. You know, we'll find that a lot in office buildings. The building we're in right now, the gross lease, central business district, you've got, let's just, again, pick a number out, 22 bucks a foot. And a lot of times, this is where Mark and I come into play. Some says, oh my gosh, 22 bucks a foot. That's insane. Well, if you if you do the math backwards and you explain what makes up that 22 a foot versus the base rent plus triple net, a lot of times it, it does even out. But a gross lease includes everything, including janitorial in this building. Now... There are some other buildings. Typically, the one piece that could be above and beyond the gross lease would be a modified gross. And typically what that means is the tenant is paying for their own internal janitorial. So in your gross rent, again, let's call it 22 bucks a foot. That would include common area janitorial, lobbies, hallways, things of that nature, anywhere common. But sometimes you'd have your own uh, internal costs for janitorial. You know, we said that we see that a lot in medical uh, leases because each medical user tends to have their own desire and mode for specs, frequency, you know, modalities, certain things. If there's ORs and and surgical suites and things of that nature, so that it doesn't, it almost makes more sense to do a modified gross there, just because everyone has a different method of how they want things cleaned and sterilized in that situation. I think in our industry, the, the terms have, are, are used loosely. And I, I don't know if all agents fully understand it to that fact. Uh, you, you have a triple net, you have a modified gross, and you have a gross. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of your three options. Then you have full gross, which might include janitorial. But triple net, everybody understands that. Net net, everybody understands that. But if you ever see something that says modified gross, Mikey, that just means you better ask. You because better ask. Because, because it could be anything. It could be tenant pays for water. It could be landlord pays for water. I mean, there's just modified gross is our way of murkying the water a little bit and, and trying to confuse you and making you look like, making us look like we know what we're talking about. That's yeah. all modified gross. It's one of those things where it would be best to bounce the the lease off of somebody, you know, be it an attorney, your broker, what is, what am I actually paying for? What do I need to pay for above and beyond my lease rate? And that's always has to be used in your financial analysis when you're looking at leases. So as an example, let's industrial spaces. So we break our, our market up into three spaces, industrial, retail, and office. So industrial, triple nets nowadays, 
you know, they're going to run you a buck 75. That's just cowboy math that, that, that we use when we're talking on, on on most spaces. Used to be a buck and a quarter. Now it's a buck 75. Property taxes and everything is caught up. Again, the snow removal. And there's a few different items. Insurance, are, that's a huge variable as well. I mean, that's just all the insurance is going through the roof. So we're hearing that's going to get higher too. And, and, and I think it's going to. As construction costs, again, we're always a year in lag when, it, when you're figuring that kind of stuff. So I think it's just going to keep going up here for the next couple of years. So industrial... A buck seventy-five. Now, when we're talking office space, and you're and you're looking at a high rise in the downtown area, and, and it's a full gross lease, janitorial, no janitorial, you can usually figure just in in all the stuff that we manage and in in everything that I've learned about eight bucks a foot's kind of the common math yep. for what a landlord is going to have to soak up in a full gross lease. That's right. So if they're charging you, I think you're using the term uh, $22 as a, as a full gross, you know, you got to figure the landlord's probably netting $14 as you back out that $8 a foot. So you got to use that as a bar- as a variable. Some high rises that we have down here use what's called a base year. Yes. And that that is base year means that your first year of that lease, that is the base. Any increases above that base over the the, the life of your of your lease, you will have to pay your pro rata share of that increase. Right. So figure triple nets just in general conversation office eight bucks a foot. Now retail has a huge variable. Sometimes you can get them for three bucks. Uh, the, the nets will cost you three bucks on the retail side. Inline strips they might be five fifty six bucks. Typically, as I'm having a conversation and I'm walking and I'm talking with somebody, I just tell them six bucks is common math mm-hmm. and. And I think it's that's, good I, I think it's fair just in the fact of, you know, those are going to increase as well with insurance and, and property taxes. Hopefully, you, you, if you if you own a property, you own a parcel and the the you've got a good agent, hopefully your agent can help you come up with some sort of evaluation to uh, protest your property taxes because there's always that ability to protest and keep those down to a to a good level. But as those seem to increase. Mm-hmm. So do the nets. Absolutely. And those, you know, I'd say 99% of the time outside of that special assessment comment I made, you know, your triple nets typically will remain static for the year. And then at the end of each year, there will be a reconciliation and those can either go backwards or forwards. So, you know, in terms of the, it's nice to have a lease where you're like, okay, here's, for budgetary purposes, this is what I'm paying. Boom. I know that's what it is. Gross lease, you know, aside from the, the base year thing. And, and those don't really, you're not going to get totally hammered with those, especially if you're in a well-established building. But trying to keep it as static as possible within within control, uh, things we have control of. Sometimes, you know, the major ones is taxes, insurance, and, and snow. Those are kind of the three that are ebbing and flowing. And it's not uncommon for us to work with larger groups that have budgetary requirements and, and boards that they need to answer to, to the fact of we, at some, some points we have to gross up a lease. So yeah. it might be a triple net, they might, they might be offering it as triple net price, but this large group has budget requirements they got to meet and they need to know what they're going to be paying for five to 10 years. I mean, we've grossed up leases up to 10 years and that is difficult. Grossed up just means that we're going to add in all the expenses and you're going to have a full gross lease. So that is possible. Some landlords will will allow that and have that conversation. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, if you have a tenant in hand, they say, I, I have to have this. 
I'm going to do my best effort as owner landlord to forecast what do I think the OPEX is going to do in the years to come. And, and to kind of cover that, there's going to be some increases in the lease, you know, either annually or biannually yes. to cover the expected increases. And that is difficult now in the fact that inflation is so high. People want higher landlords want higher escalations to keep up with inflation, and so th- th- those are difficult. But we got to we when, when those uh, gross up requests come in, you got to get pen to paper. You got to mm-hmm. figure out what you think it's going to be, and uh, come come together with something that's fair for both sides of the fence. Right. So unwrap the the benefits and the the, the pros and cons for we'll say just to just for general math, a, a triple net lease versus a gr- gross lease, Mike. You know, I think from really, I'll pick on it from an from an ownership side. If I'm if I own a complex, would I would I rather have my leases triple net or gross? I think from a simple operating cost, I think I'd rather have them triple net because then I know that the it's going to take a little bit more work on the accounting side of things, but the the operating costs are going to be what they are, and those are going to be reimbursed to landlord you know, monthly reassessed yearly in terms of what does it cost to run the center? And then I know what I'm going to get from a, you know, a net value from my base rents. For budgetary reasons, it's easy. Exactly. You know what you're going to have in pocket after you've serviced your debt and, uh, and, 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 and more than anything, I think it, 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 it hides you from any sort the triple net side hides the landlord from, Future escalations, property taxes go up, that goes to the tenant. Yep. Um, uh, insurance costs go up, that goes to the tenant. Gas prices, I mean, you know, just utility prices. I mean, that, that goes up, that goes on to the tenant. So I think it helps the landlord understand their budgetary reasons, but it's also difficult for the tenant. It is difficult. And, you know, I think a lot of times we're seeing, you know, the triple net situation mainly in retail. You know, you picked on industrial too, but the retail one is has a heavier triple net piece because of all those things. And I guess one thing we didn't also build on was in a triple net lease, I'd say nine times out of 10, the tenant is paying the utility bills direct, you know, probably with the exception of water, that's probably billed back on a pro rata share or usage. There might be a, a sub meter involved if there's a nail salon or, or something like that to get a better accurate read. So yeah, if I'm, if I'm an owner, um, I'm, I'm going to prefer that triple net setup. You know, Mark and I get blasts all the time, you know, on these different platforms of investment properties for sale. And the big headline is always true triple net, you know, to kind of get the attention tagline, so to speak, of, of what it is. And, and the one question that comes up is even on a triple net lease, who runs the walls and the roof? Does that fall on the tenant? CVS would be a good example. Mm-hmm. Walgreens would be a good example. They they're responsible for a hundred percent of everything. Yeah, and and they're you know typically in general form as as we're speaking in in, in triple net, you're you're speaking that the the landlord most of the time is going to be responsible if the wall falls over or the roof caves in. Naturally, it's mostly likely going to be an insurance claim, but um, landlord's going to kind of be responsible for something like that. Now that it doesn't usually happen, but right. um, structural type items, the structure itself falls on the landlord. But I mean, we see ones where it's, it's it is full triple net and landlord does not care about anything. They can get into land leases and that's just a whole, whole different discussion. But, yeah. Um, so, so 
we digressed a little bit. So how about gross leases? If I'm if I'm thinking about a gross lease, it strikes me that it's exact opposite than it a is. triple lease when it comes to pros and cons. Yep, it's the exact opposite. Um, you know, it's still, you know, you do have the benefit of, you know, I think if you are an owner, I think it's very wise to have in your leases an increase over base year to cover the incidentals. So if you said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to lease this space, a 10-year deal. I'm going to occupy it January 1 of next year. Your base year is 2024. So if taxes increase in 2025, then you would have to pay the delta if there's an increase on a pro rata share. Say you took 20% of an office building. So there's still some protection in, in, in increases in operating expenses. But you're right. It's, it's the exact opposite of a triple net lease. So there's more, I think there's more risk involved. There's probably a little bit more forecasting on what do I think the market's going to do when I'm looking at tenants with leases. You know, you might have years where sometimes, and I hate to use the word win, but, you know, maybe your operating costs go down a bit so that the landlord might be winning one year. And then the next year, let's say there's a spike in something, you know, and the tenant's paying a rate, maybe the tenant's winning. So there's there could be that ebb and flow in that lease term too, and I think nine tenths out of ten the the idea is to work it out in the wash, but it just takes a little bit more forecasting I think with with the gross lease type setup. Luckily enough, our our market here in Lincoln is uh, we don't see the ebbs and flows right that they do in in a, in a lot of. Uh, a lot of areas, and so you you, you want to find an agent that that knows not so much the ups and downs, but more just what the average is. Yeah, we we as a local economy, we in Lincoln, we grow one point seven percent a year, and that's that's over a twenty year span. So maybe escalations are going up three percent one year, and then they're then maybe one year it's just a half a percent. In general form, we're one one point seven percent, and so. We can use that in our conversation to help understand and maybe ease some of the pain and curve some of the edges. Yeah, it's pretty steady eddy here. Uh, I think we're very fortunate in that. We don't have the really big swings. We're kind of the the last ripple in a rock thrown into a pond. And 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 before we 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 jump off the dial here, um, I think one thing, and, and I'm gonna, and I'm going to plug NAI FMA. What a lot of landlords and owners don't understand is uh, management costs to manage a property more often than not, can be put in the triple net costs. That's correct. And, and we see, a, I think a lot, of, uh, a, a lot of ownership groups out there believe that, well, we're trying to save money. We don't want to pay the 5% management fee. But most of the time, it, it doesn't cost you anything because it's just billed back to the tenants. And with all its humor, Mike, we both ran into landlords that actually charge that management fee to their tenants and they manage it themselves. Right. And so... Uh, that's something to keep in mind on the on the landlord side because uh, you know a lot of times the management fees can be washed and passed through. Absolutely, yeah. We we manage probably I think a little bit more than four million square feet here in Lincoln, and I think we do a great job. Our team is really solid, responsive. So yeah, you know, shameless plug. If you have any interest in that, ping one of us, Mike or Mark. We can get you in the right direction, kind of walk you through the process. Of all that it entails, we are we are definitely the sigma of of local management. We do the most. We're, we're the largest, and and with all its humor, we like to Mike and I like to think that the uh, sales and leasing side is the gravy to our business, but it's not. It's nope. the management. 
we're the problem child. Yeah, <laughs> we're the we're just here for for show. I think more than anything, it because is. because the management side is is exactly what what our business is is best at. Yeah, and, uh, we try to feed it, and it feeds us, and it's you know it's it's a good team effort. So. It is. Well, listen, Mike, I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Happy Halloween, man. By the time you hear this, Halloween will be over, but we hope you had a spooky one. Take care. Thanks, Mikey. Bye. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of NAI FMA Realty. The material and information presented here is for general information purposes only. NAI FMA Realty disclaims any liability or responsibility for any individual's use or reliance on the information presented in this podcast.